You are listening to the Salty Witches Podcast. This is your host, Mike. I'm joined tonight by Chris. Hello. And Austin. Hello. What was the word we were using earlier, Austin? You're effervescent. Yes, effervescent. Champagne's delicious bubbles, tra-la-la-la-la-la-la. Our subject tonight is fairies. Fae. Nature spirits. Fata. Fata. Laza. Whatever you want to call them, right? I mean, many, many, many cultures have names and, and stories and associations with these particular types of spirits. And um, exactly, the children of the goddess Diana. Yep. Um, but we kind of thought it would be a good idea to talk about this a little bit because this particular aspect of... I, I, I hesitate even to call it spirituality, to be honest, because... Well, I guess it is spirituality, but I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I hesitate to call this witchcraft, really. And I'm not trying to say that witches don't work with fae, or I, maybe I would be more accurate to say I'm not saying fae don't work with witches. But, um, but I think it's important that we kind of make it, it clear that these are beings that are, are not necessarily inherent in witchcraft. Like, these are, you know, I mean, there are things that we can choose to add to our witchcraft practice, but um, I don't know, fairies are not witchcraft. No, you fairies know? are folklore. Exactly, like folklore, you know, and, and perhaps maybe more paganistic kinds of practice, but um, but not really something that I think that you would see in a lot of old traditional witchcraft, at least not as far as the working of the witch. Well, and well, maybe some witches would actually interact with Fae in, this, in the sense of that sense of guardianship of the world and the planet and the, and the other creatures that we interact with. Okay, now that, that is a good point that you raise, Chris, because as witches we are... Like, you know, we kind of walk in between, right? Yep. Which would mean that we would, on occasion, probably have, like, one foot in the other world, right? The yep. underworld, the realm that maybe we would associate these spirits with. Yep. So, that's a good point. All right. Okay, well, let's dive in. Okay, so, I want you two to both give me just a really quick, like, what are what are fairies? What are the fae? Whatever you want to call them, right? What What are they to you? And well, not just to you, but but as educated as two practitioners who work with these kinds of spirits or have connected with these kinds of spirits over the years, how would you define them? That's a really loaded question. They can be allies. They can be tricksters. They can be neutral. They can they can be a power source that you can call upon to aid you in your workings as a witch. There's like more than just one definition for them all right they are primordial beings that predate humanity that technically predate witches and once again it de depends on your tradition um not all celtic not not all fairies are celtic or welsh or cornish um or even uk based um, as a matter of fact, we see in the Mediterranean concepts of the Fata and the Laza, which is where we get uh, connections to the old cults of Diana. And those spirits all had different particular names, different particular focuses, but they were still considered part of the fairy or the Fata. Um, and you didn't necessarily call upon them to work with you. You honored them. Um, you usually had some sort of shrine to them to honor the fact that they predate you, um, but you didn't necessarily work with them on a magical level. Okay. 
you used a really good word there. You used the word honor, you know, and I, I will say though, I don't, uh, and, and many old practices, you know, we don't really attribute these particular spirits to, uh, you know, practice, you know, to, uh, but, but I think it is important that we do honor these spirits, right? We, yes. we would honor these spirits in the same way that we would perhaps maybe honor our ancestry or the other spirits that we would work with based on our traditions, right? And, uh, you know, and they deserve this, right? These are usually spirits of the land as humans and as, uh, well, I should say, as, our, as the population of humanity has continued to explode over, you know, the last... Overrun. You know, millennia or so. And we, yes, and we basically have overrun the wild places. We, I think really, we have intruded upon these other beings, you know, um, you know, and it's, it's odd that idea because, you know, they don't just dwell within the wild places within our realm. You know, these are spirits or beings that are, I, I would say in one sense that could be considered interdimensional in the, you know, that their mm -hmm. realm overlaps with ours, but it is, it is a different realm, yes. you know, uh, but, but we, we have, we really, we've kind of crowded these, uh, these beings. And, um, and if you're at all sensitive to you know to the energies of these spirits or these beings when you're out in the wild places you can feel it you can kind of feel like a little bit of a like oh it's you kind mm -hmm. of an energy mm -hmm. coming from these these particular beings and um yeah so Except i think we... for if you get a reputation for actually honoring and giving them offerings and being respectful with them and maybe even kind of working with them in the sense of having a relationship mm -hmm then it kind of changes a little bit. Okay. Well, but only if it's uh, with that space. Um, but because normally... they, they do differ space to space. Oh, yeah, best. absolutely. Yeah. They're territorial. Yeah. You know, the the, 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 the fairy or the fata that we work with here um, that, that I've become familiar with in this area um, are much different than the fairy or the fata that I, I worked with up north when I lived in, when I lived up north in northern Utah. Yeah. yeah. Very different um and but but what but will happen what will happen you'll find when you start working with them appropriately and and you know honoring them and acknowledging them because really you don't worship them there's yeah. been this trend that i've been seeing kind of floating around by a lot of people like oh well i worship the fae and it's like no they're not gods um, and if you're worshiping them, you're creating a contract that is probably, probably not, not best for you. <laughs> but once you start working with them appropriately, you'll notice that your energy will shift. Um, and it's almost like you'll carry, um, a particular signature that kind of helps you get in good with other, other, other energies. Other fae? Other okay. fae, yeah. All right. Let's let's talk a little bit because we we've used this word a couple of times. So let's talk about folklore. Okay, I, I've noticed uh, you know as the as these things often trend in, in our the 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 witch community, and this is not a new trend necessarily, but with each generation, I think this is something that we see pop up again and again. Folklore is not witchcraft. No, it is not. Nope. And people want to weave these things together. And I really, I think that's where we run into a lot of trouble as practitioners, particularly if you look at older, uh, maybe, maybe wiser, more experienced, which is, you know, we run into this situation again and again, where people are really basically kind of confusing fairy tales with witchcraft as a practice. 
you know, um, and I think we, you know, and of course there's a fine line there and I'm not saying that those things don't ever connect, but that can be kind of dangerous, right? We look at these situations where people are mistaking things like, you know, like Harry Potter or the Lord of the Rings or like Dungeons and Dragons for, for legitimate witchcraft practice. And these are very different worlds. These are different things. Um, looking at some of the folklore most more specifically though, like how would the two of you as practitioners that really work I, I would say over me that would work more closely with these kinds of spirits, um, these beings. I keep saying spirits, and I'm not quite sure why. But I guess to me, that's kind of how they seem. You know, they are uh, spirits. They are more more of a spiritual energy, I would say, than than humans would be. At least, you know, in, in my experience of them. But um, working with the Fae, okay. Um, how would you approach these beings, like in working with them? You know, we've talked about honoring. We've talked about recognition. We've talked about like how would you actually, in practice, work with these beings to cultivate the best kind of relationship with them. Like, and I want specifics if you guys can can provide those because people listening to this, I'm sure, are, are maybe curious about how to work with these. these well, beings. people listening to this are probably all just assuming that we're talking about Celtic fairy, um, and like we stated before, we, we, we're not fairies are seen everywhere, all around, in all mm -hmm. cultures. Yeah, and it depends on tradition on how you will approach them. Example, in Celtic folklore, you won't. You will leave out offerings for them, and that's it. And that's that. Yeah, there does seem to be a fear there's, there. There's a fear and superstition, which if you read some of the the, 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 the myths and the stories behind them, there should be. Um, but in... Yeah, but those were stories to keep kids in line. Well, those were stories to teach keep kids in line. Parables. But, yes, but those are also... Those are also cultural and... Uh, cultural significances. Because that's, that's how they approach these spirits. Uh, you would leave things out, and if you wanted to make a contract with them, then there was a particular thing you would do. Um, you don't give them your name ever. You tell them that you, they That's can true. call you this. Um, even as they can call, you can call me Austin. You don't say, my name is, because um, then that gives them more power over you. But, um, once again, depends on tradition and culture. In Italian culture, uh, to honor them, you usually will take care of your yard you'll take care of your plants you will keep living plants around you will ensure that the hearth is kept clean and that they are honored um around certain treguentas like uh tana's day or diana's day and that's how you keep that relationship flowing okay chris what about you what do you or after? you could just interact with them just like you would a friend because, like, we have Faye in our yard, around our property, and a couple that actually get into the house every once in a while and either try to cause mischief or just want you to let you know that they're there. And so, oh, you, talk, the cats. so you talk to them, and Let's... you have communications and build the relationship that way, just saying, okay, yeah, I see you here. I recognize you. I acknowledge that you're here. Offering, okay. Offerings are outside. <laughs> okay. And that kind of stuff, and just kind of tell them, like okay. the rules of the house. Okay, so let's let, let's talk about that because I, I I want to kind of go more into specifics with some of this because these are the questions that I get a lot from people who are curious about you know the Fae, uh, you know. But should you invite these spirits into your home? I don't usually know. Usually, no. usually just interact with them and they they get into your house. Trust me, they do. Oh, well, I would assume like like other types of, but of, of spirits that get, if they want in, they're going to get you in. You kind of tell them the rules. It's like, if you're going to be in here, these are the rules. 
Um, there's a space for you outside. We make a, we actually make a space for them in our yard. We have two different sections for the Sealy and the Unsealy Court, where they have their little fairy houses and stuff that they can like these are your spots and this is where we'll leave your offering so that they have a place to go so it's not like get out of the house it's hey we have a spot for you okay all right uh do you trade and uh do you accept gifts from these spirits once again depends on <laughs> culture and tradition in celtic in celtic tradition no if they give you a gift you say thank you i'm so appreciative but no thank you um, I think that would be true for certain Scandinavian cultures. Certain well. Scandinavian yeah. cultures as well. Yeah. Can or you even give... like uh, Baltic, like are you mm -hmm. Ukrainian, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, because gifts to them, if they are giving you something, it is usually seen as an initiation of con uh, some sort of contract or you are now in debt to me, human. Um, however, um, in our tradition, um, in, in the Mediterranean tradition... Usually gift first anyway. You... You usually give them an offering, and sometimes they will do trades with you. <laughs> I always tell my hydroflask story <clears throat> where mm -hmm. they I, I had worked back to back with several clients that night at the shop, and I had my hydroflask. I had it, and these were all clients I knew. So they left, and I thought maybe they had taken one of them had accidentally taken it. So I shot them all a message. No one had it. I checked the car. I checked Mike's car. I checked Chris's car. I checked the garage. I checked everywhere. I checked everywhere and still this is over a year later not to be found but the next day there was a nice little amateur double pointed amateurine crystal that was found on the threshold mm. when mike went into work and uh it was very obvious like this was an exchange and it, i just said thank you i they think that humans don't need hydration and that's cool but so, so well, yeah. They probably had a use for that flask that, we, didn't know, that we don't know about. sure they did. That or maybe they were protecting me. Maybe someone tried to slip arsenic into it and I was in mortal danger or something. I don't know. But but it, once again, depends on tradition. Okay. All right. What about the... What about the stories and the idea behind the changeling within Fae folklore mm. and stories because you know i I've, I've researched a little bit into this particularly because i think that you see the concept of change things happening in a lot of different types of situations with lots of different types of spirits and entities um and i i really just have to say i i've yet to find anything that would be conclusive that would would confirm to me that fairies want to trade their young with human young like, I'm like gonna, yeah. why would why why would they want to do I'm that i'm gonna say when... that i have never seen or run across anything like that and in communication not... with those beings too like there's yeah. never been anything that's no. come through that's been like oh yeah we still human children it's like no why would they do that they don't no. even vibrate they don't even exist in the same realm that we do why would they why would they do that now i will say that way back in in the day there might be like a seed of truth to that where maybe it's happened a couple times where maybe a child got lost or misplaced and a fae or group of fae actually took that child and kept cared for it something like that and mm. of course that human child was missing for the human civilization or human culture or village and then maybe later they came back and it's like oh my god where'd you come from mm. maybe something like that or and that's still even just a maybe like there might be a seed of truth to it but 
Okay. I mean, that's something that you see commonly popping up, and there seems to be a lot of fear around that. And I think I've even seen, even recently, a few people talking about how they believed they were changelings, you know? And I I just, I, I hear those things, and I hear those conversations being had, and, and go back and, and look at those stories, and I just... It, once again, it just seems to me like that huge confusion that we have between, like, these are fantasies, these are fairy yeah. tales, and this is really what these beings are. I think that... That it is... I think that it was a culture or a society's way of explaining away neurodivergency or extreme trauma or neglect. Or what about even, like, people maybe who, uh, you know, like, I mean, you, if you go years and years back, right, I mean, like, the, the infant mortality rate was so high mm-hmm. in some areas of the world, and who's to say that that wasn't the story that was given to cover up the fact that you, you know, you had an abortion, or, you know, maybe you miscarried mm-hmm. and you actually lost that child. Well, but the, the stories of the changeling is that they were, that the, the, the child is stolen, the human child is stolen, they yeah, were replaced with, with a fairy child. And the, the way that... Well, depend once again, depending on folklore well, yes, tradition. Exactly. Yeah, because okay, um, it does vary. Sometimes there uh, isn't. Yeah. There sometimes they're not. There isn't a trade. They're just yeah. Um, there, uh, there's certain tells, like a certain odd way of doing things, or a sudden different personality shift. Um, and as we have seen recently, in a lot of a lot of conversation around social media. Um, people still to this day are using terms like starseed or oh god, let's not go there. Let's not, let's not go to the starseed to explain away um, neurodivergency and thus create a more a, 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 a less scientific backing of what is actually going on. Much like in ancient Greek culture, when a storm was happening. Zeus and Poseidon were pissed. Now we know that it's a discharge of electrons. Yeah. Right? Yep. And pressures. Well, and if you think about it, nowadays, if, if a, a fey child was actually to be brought to the physical human world and raised as a child in a human family, you're going to notice some strange things happening yeah. in your house. Like, documented strange things. Where it's like, this doesn't normally happen in, in a house with a normal, like a human child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that would that would that would make sense. So I guess I guess a big question I have, and I'm sure this is a really good one to talk about for those of us who are or for, for the people who are listening, is should we as humans should we be afraid of these beings? No. Okay. Respectful is different. Okay. Yeah. Respect and fear are different. Yeah. Yes. You shouldn't be. Well, one, we're witches. We don't work from fear. Okay. Right. And two, you don't need to be afraid of them, but. Just like, I guess, like a wild animal, you should be cautious. Okay. You don't want to be disrespectful. You don't want to make, you don't want to do things that are going to be seem hostile. Okay. Just like common practice. Or arrogant. Yes, or arrogant. So, okay. So next question. Are humans superior to these beings? No, 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 no. no. Okay. (laughs) I I agree. I agree. But I wanted to throw that out there because I I had somebody once kind of indicate that because these were primordial kinds of beings that they were primitive in some sense which no. i guess which i guess you know i mean if we're being like we're being technical about that terminology well, like, and they yes, could be primitive but, but that's primitive mean less doesn't, doesn't mean they're less yeah. than right yeah. it just yeah so it just okay. means different okay just like an apple and an orange 
All right. Is one more civilized or cultured than the other? No, they're both fruit. Okay. So, so Chris, talk with me because you have a regular practice that you do with yes. the, the fae <laughs> around the house. And so talk with me a little bit about that or talk with the people who are listening so, a little bit about that. How does that work and how did you come by or, or, or begin that? Well, first of all, we just started talking about it and I said, you're here. I acknowledge you. I, you acknowledge that I'm here because we've interacted. You've been in our house. You've made your presence known. They've done the little fun chaotic trades like, hey, this is gone, but look, there's something else in its place. And if you really tell me I, you want that back, sometimes it shows up a day or two later. And, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah thanks. You mm -hmm. brought it back. So I started talking to him. I said, okay, I'm going to start bringing you offerings. So I took the very first time, I took the offering out to our backyard, and we had this central space. So I left one offering, and it's seriously, this. it's like you don't really hear their voice, but you feel and hear it in your head. It was like, no, we're not sharing. Because we have two different courts in our backyard. We have the Sealy and Unsealy court. Um, concept of good and evil is not quite right, but it's kind of like maybe a darker aspect and a more positive. I think of it more in terms of like summer and winter. Yeah, there you go. So they made it very clear they want their own offerings. So after that first time, I'm like, okay. So then I started doing two offerings, and I, and after I did it a couple of hours, I, I finally said, hey, you know what? I've been doing this. I'd like to make a trade or have a contract and have you do something for me in exchange for these offerings every two weeks. Okay. And I got this very positive, sure. All right. So then I kind of just started talking about, well, maybe help protect our property, protect the wards on our okay. property. Which is also their property. Right. Okay. And keep us safe. Okay. And it just kind of went from there. What would you recommend in, in making offering to these <clears throat> beings? What would you, what would you give them? They like, honestly, any kind of food, but they like some of the traditional milk and honey, bread, apples. So, so, so natural things. Yes. Natural, so natural things. Absolutely. So, so like, these are not like, you don't want to go out and throw like a handful of M&Ms <laughs> yes, under and, a bush and say, no. oh, here you go. Well, they might like the M&Ms because they're sweet, but that's not what they would traditionally ask for. They would like things like fruit. One thing that was interesting is one time I used plastic plates. They did not like that. Okay. They made it very okay. clear they wanted something natural, so I use glass little bowls now. Okay. And I don't seem to have okay. a problem. Yeah, we've, we've talked, I think, with a few people over the years about not using artificial man-made kinds of things. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, in offering to these particular types of beings, just because they, you know, they do tend to kind of turn away from the man-made kind of stuff, right? And I think, I think there's a part of them, at least it would seem to me that that's in part, I don't know, do you, do you get the feeling, and I think we, we, we touched upon this a few moments ago at the beginning of the episode, do you get the feeling that these are beings that are just a little resentful of the way that humanity has kind of treated the world yes yes absolutely you know because like, we don't respect the world okay because there is a deep nature connection with the fae that's why a lot of the old stories and that they're dryads or they're silkies they're 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 connected to some kind of portion of the land or part of nature in the sense of like it's like oh yeah this is the fae you've got all these different parts and it's all part of some kind of wild natural land or the flora and fauna in that land. Okay. All right. So yes, they're, they've got a connection to nature and what does man do? We yeah. tear it down and make our own places, parking lots and buildings and houses. Yeah. Okay. So I want to get your opinions because I don't, I know I definitely have mine. 
on this, but I want to get your opinions on the whole iron thing. Like, there are these stories about iron being something that is supposed to kind of keep these beings away from particular places and how they don't like iron because iron is a man-made thing, though we now realize, you know, we know iron is something that does occur naturally. Does occur naturally. You know, um, what, what's, your, what's your take on that? You know, I, I, I tend to see this as kind of an overlap between other stories that we see behind, you know, uh, undead, right? Because in many cultures, there really wasn't a lot of divide between fae and undead. You know, they were all kind of seen as unquiet spirits mm -hmm. or things that existed in the wild places, the dark of night, mm -hmm. that were there to hurt humanity, right? And so I'm wondering, and it's it's been kind of my, my belief and, and with all the research I've done that that's where those, the, uh, the roots of the iron thing comes from. But what are, what are your thoughts on that? Have you had experiences in communication with these spirits that would say, oh yeah, we don't like iron? Um, certain ones. Yes. I, I look at, I look at some of the ones that would be more akin to um, woodsy spirits, um, woodsy fae, kind of forest, forest fae. Yeah. yeah, they're they're not too fond of metal, and uh, really any metal in general, because metal is used to chop them up. Mm -hmm. It's used to hurt their um, natural environment. Now, the deep desert fae here in utah where you go out and there's just no civilization around first off they're unruly and mean as hell uh yeah two the reason why the sand is so is is orange or the dirt is orange is because of there's iron, iron yep. there's iron oxides and, and so so well i a, think there's, there's a difference between iron and forged well, and well. forged iron, from what I've had from my communications, from my years of working with the Morgan, um, it's it's not the iron itself that is the issue. It's how it is procured. Mm -hmm. um, I was told by one that I was close with, not working with, but had conversations with, that the reason why so many bay or fairy are opposed to it is because it is ripped out from the earth. Mm -hmm. It is ripped out and taken and stolen. Um, and then even though in the beginning that was okay, it was forged and used to kill others. Mm -hmm. And that though they're not opposed to war, they're, they don't like their gifts being used for that. Well, and they have a different lifespan than we do. They have, a long memory of how metal was used in the past mm -hmm. against others, against the environment, against yeah. them, against yeah. them. Well, yes. and, I, and also with the way that we we harvest and, and process metals. I mean, we're poisoning the planet, right? Yes. We're, yeah, we're yes. we're we're creating we're creating all kinds of trouble. So, all right, okay. I mean, that that. Yeah. So yes and no depends. Okay, all right. Has that been your experience, Chris? I was going to say yes, because, well, since we brought it up, I do have one piece of iron by my computer, and I leave it there purposely to keep the Fae away from my computer. <laughs> do you do you find that they mess with electronics? They yeah. love, they, they <laughs> okay. love to do that, okay. because it's a fun way that they can let you know they're there really easily mm -hmm. with very little work on their part. 
Okay. I don't think they care usually if they're doing that to let you know they're there. They just think it's funny to watch us get frustrated. Well, that so, too. Well, and they can be mischievous. And as Austin already kind of shared a story, they 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 will take things. Oh yes. Um. With with all that we've discussed so far, I I, I want to say, and again, I want to say, these are not beings that would be inherent to witchcraft as a practice, but you can choose to work with these beings. Oh, yeah. What would be the benefit of working with these beings? I mean, seriously, like with everything that we've talked about so far, you know, I'm kind of of the opinion, like, you know, like let's just, I'll, let's just kind of keep to ourselves, you know, like I'm going to respect and I'm going to live here and be a good neighbor to you, but I'm <laughs> not necessarily going to make a lot of effort to really connect with you because I don't really see much benefit. Well, see, and I find that interesting because you always say witches go to and work where power is. Yeah. Well, fae, I'm, just, I'm talking the here right have now. power. Yeah. Okay. How would that? Okay, but with with the way that we've discussed it, where you know we've talked about like you know like you got to be so careful when you interact with these. You want to make sure that you're not taking is, gifts is it, from yeah, that being. Is, it, is, it any, <clears throat> is it any different than working with a demon? Is it any different than working with a god? Okay. No. No. Those are. Uh, I'm just. I'm trying to to kind of yeah, steer no. the the course of our conversation so, here. Um. So I'm trying to get you guys to to kind of maybe talk about this. Like, tell me a little bit about this. You know, and the people listening. You know, what What really is the benefit to working with these particular beings? The benefit to working with these particular beings is that as witches, we are, no matter who you are, what you say, you can say you don't want power all you want. As witches, we're in constant seeking of power. We constantly mm -hmm. seek power and growth. And they can be very potent spiritual allies um, to protect you, to guard your space a particular place mm -hmm. um to empower particular things and it's it's they can be a powerful ally to call on when you're either feeling um down on energies or reserves because you've done a lot of using of your own power you feel like you need extra power or you just need help with something they're allies they're just like you'd like call your friend and say hey i'm gonna do this i want your help okay and once again, depends on tradition and culture. Yes, that's true. Um, like in, 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 in Mediterranean craft, um, in, in Mediterranean witchcraft, we honor it because if we honor and foster a relationship with them, then our, our, our crops will mm -hmm. yep. then be stronger. Our, our, our village, our uh, bosqueto, uh, our coven, will maintain strong bonds with the land and will allow us to and we won't want for food we'll, mm -hmm. we'll have our resources that we need yeah. mm -hmm. because we... if you ever walk into a place where someone has pissed off their local <laughs> fairy you know it's not it's not yeah, pretty yeah you, yeah, you can feel pretty. that energy so you keep mentioning italian witchcraft specifically and i, and I do want to kind of clarify that one of the other reasons that italian witches would make an effort for these particular beings for the, the fata or the fey is that these are beings are that are seen to be our cousins mm -hmm. as witches yep these are our cousins they are the created children mm -hmm. of the goddess diana diana Just created the the fey races from the stars yep and you know and and as we work with and, and honor and revere diana as one of our primary goddesses you know we we also have to acknowledge the other life that she created and so that is also one of the reasons that we would respect these mm -hmm. spirits these beings absolutely um 
Okay, I want to flip this, okay? We talked about why you might want to involve these beings into your practice. I want to talk about maybe why we, why, again, why we wouldn't. And, and I want to preface that. I want to start that conversation with the understanding, as with many other types of life, many other beings, whether it be demons or other, you know, spirits or even, even deities, you know, we, we understand and we acknowledge that these are beings that don't know what it is to be human. They don't understand that we get cold in the winter that we can't stay outside under direct sun all summer on a summer's afternoon without getting a sunburn. They don't understand that we are going to feel the hunger that we do in yep. a certain way or that we need water, you know? I mean, they're, they they don't have concepts for things like even like, like at least day-to-day, minute-to-minute. They don't have concepts for things like time because they are timeless. Yes, right? I would agree. Um, they also are not limited to physical space in the way that we are, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So, so it, it would make or, sense. Or even traveling. They can travel differently. That's, that's true. And so it would make sense to me that because of some of these particular issues, that they might not be the best well, spiritual allies for Absolutely. Us. You have to be careful. You have to be very clear and concise when you make a deal or you work with them and say, I want these certain things and this is what I'm willing to give in return. You have to be very clear and really think out what you're asking for. Okay. Because they're not going to look at it the same way you are unless you're very clear and very concise about what you want. All right. Hmm. What say you, Austin? Anything to add to that? It can be particularly draining working with them. And though energy is, is, is not finite... Um, we, we as practitioners must be very aware and conscious of where we are directing and placing our energy. Um, it's, I I sit on the same ledge and fence as the, the, my opinions on people who work with seven, five, six, ten different deities, because that's a lot of energy that's a lot of time and that's a lot of relationships maintained. And I, as much as I love the Fata, as much as I love them, as much as I honor them, I've spent years fostering a relationship, honoring them, making sure I leave offerings when they ask for it, that I know I can call on them if I need to, but most of the time they're gonna be there anyway. So I just acknowledge that they're already there and kind of move on. So I don't, I don't, necessarily feel I need to work with them mainly because no matter what they're already going to be there well, so okay okay okay, okay. I, I want to jump on that I'm so sorry hold on Chris okay I okay. want to jump on that really quickly okay because you twice now Austin you've mentioned that you know they're already going to be there mm-hmm. and I think I think the reason I want to I jump on that and the reason I want to talk about this or, or kind of go off on a little bit of a tangent here is we have within our shop we have practitioners uh, all three of us, I think, actually, at some point, you know, have done this work for uh, our, our customers, our clients, people that come in to see us. <clears throat> we have opportunity to go into people's homes when they are having, like, troubling, <laughs> you know, supernatural, hypernatural kinds of activity. You know, and we go in and we basically, we do banishings and, and clearings and cleansings for people in their homes. And on more than one occasion... It's a very infestation. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. We've gone to that space anticipating that it would be... Like, you know, like some sort of actual, like, like, you know, spirit 
you know, activity, you know, mm -hmm. like you think of like, you know, like poltergeists or, you know, the dreaded D word, you know, it's always a demon, right? No, very rarely. Um, very rarely, yes. <laughs> very rarely is it a demon, um, you know, but, um, but we show up and they've got fairies and, yes. and it's, it's but the, usually they've done something to piss them off. Ex well, exactly. You know, and, and it's always the weirdest conversation though, because so many people now, particularly if you look at like, you know, mundanes, you know, or I, I use that term and maybe that's not a fair term to use, but oh, people who are non-magical, non-witches, you know, they, you, you, it's, it's the oddest conversation to sit down across from someone like that and say, you've got fairies, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, and have them go, what, what? Yeah. you know, like, and so and it is, and as you mentioned, Chris, it is usually a situation where they, they've done something to the land that that mm -hmm. home is on, something. you know, they have, yeah, like they, there's something that they've done that has really probably maybe angered some of those, yep. the face spirits there. And, and now the fae are like, oh, okay, well, oh, we're going to show, we'll you, show you, yep. you know? Um, and so it's just, it's kind of interesting because they are there. No. They are there, and they're everywhere, and we do need to be mindful of that. These well, are... This was another one of the points that I was going to bring up, which directly relates, is mm -hmm. they're alien. They don't think exactly the way we do. Okay, so they're, alien, they, they're alien in the sense that they're other. Yes, exactly. Okay, they, they, right. they, okay. they don't necessarily have exactly like us emotions, feelings, and, and conscious thought on how they get from point A to point B mm. and the steps to get there. They might have a completely different route, so... When you say, well, I did this, I don't see the harm, you're not realizing that you probably just, like, broke three of their rules and you pissed everyone off. Okay. So the idea is you need to, like, really communicate and understand, if I do this, is this going to be a problem, that kind of thing. Okay. All right. If there were anyone, you know, if, if you were sitting across from anybody who was listening to this episode right now and you had anything else to really share or to give them on Fay, yeah, just just these beings, okay. you know, like like what what would that be? I have a message because I actually talked to the Fay around our house in prepare in preparation for this uh, podcast. Okay. In general, the Fay as a rule want more offerings, but not just from like us, like from our house, like just other people. So like, even if you don't necessarily really believe in them, but you want to like foster a little small sense of goodwill just to give that diplomatic handshake and just say hey you know what i don't know if you're real or not but here's an offering and just put it out in your backyard okay yeah they want they want offers all right well and what does that hurt really nothing you know what would you say to people who maybe say that they, they live in like uh like apartment complexes or condominiums where they don't really have a yard put it on their back patio or put it by the front door of the where they come out like there's usually like some little plot of grass or something or find a little nature area or a park close to their house. Okay. And do it there. Okay. All right. Okay. What about you, Austin? Would you have anything to share with anybody who would be, you know, either just curious or would actively be wanting to work with Faye? They're not Tinkerbell. No. They're not Tinkerbell. They are not going to float around and get caught on your security cameras and oh you're so cute look at them are oh, you talking about like the the, okay. the the lights that people pick up on cameras where they're like yes. oh look fairies and, and it's, it's like, like no well, or your room is just super dusty I or will say this uh, though in our front yard the front yard at the shop people have taken pictures at night and they have gotten pictures of the fae and the fairy in our in our property well that 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 uh, to be honest, that doesn't surprise me with well, some of this the shit that we get up to around the, who, the shop. Who 
who's taking those pictures and where were these fairies seen is my question because we also have lots of fairy lights and reflective services that's true we do and you have to explore the mundane things as well that's true yeah you can't just immediately say it's fairy. well some of the rocks some of the rocks have just enough glint in them that yeah this was evening and it was around our pine trees along the front pine trees in the front well we also have fairy lights yes yeah we do okay um and you know, we were we were actually we were on the porch at the shop today, Austin and I, and we noticed that we have a new squirrel friend. Oh, yes. cool! So let's. Let, I want to talk about that really quickly because this is something that I we 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 didn't really fairy touch mounts? on. But fairy mounts, yes, the the yes. idea of fairy mounts, you know, and, and we call these these or fairy we call beings. these animals fairy mounts. But I honestly, I, I I don't know based on some of my own interactions with these beings, like I don't know if they're necessarily mounts or if these are just animal forms that some of these beings take i'm gonna say that's what i really think it is because in my seven years of working graveyard up at snowbird mm-hmm. i would drive up there about 10 o'clock at night up little cottonwood canyon i would see Fay every night and what was interesting is on the peripheral from where my lights were hitting in the forest and the trees and all that you'd see them for a half a second and then all of a sudden it was an animal Okay. It was the coolest experience because I recognized it and said, oh my God, that was Faye. And then, oh, now there's an animal. <laughs> it's okay. like right. that quick, they switch their perception and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. okay. I'm going to yeah. say both. Yeah. Because the fairies like to hop right on some of their ca- our cats and oh, make them go God, crazy. They torture them. Yes. Yeah, they, yeah, the Faye do um, seem to like to torture cats for some reason. Um, I don't know. I think it's because the cats are so sensitive to them. Well, mm-hmm. the cats are so sensitive to them and... The cats are so reactive. Yes. 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 We are they, looking at one of the managers right now who they're, they're, they, they are, they're, they were, ba- they're bathing themselves now, but now are you she talking is. About, she's, are you talking about Knuckles? Yes. And yes, how Knuckles. The, the, something the, flew around her head. She's, oh, oh, oh what yes. was that? Yeah. Yes. What was the, that? The strictest manager. She's um, our, she's our, our, our blind kitty. But, she's uh, a bit of a handful. But yes, we also have a magpie. Several yeah, magpies. Magpie, so yes, yes. But the magpie also. You can tell usually because they'll come, sh- they'll get strangely close to witches. Yeah, they act yes. a little differently than animals would most commonly mm-hmm. have noticed. So we've got, so we've got squirrels, mm-hmm. we've got magpies, we have um, butterflies, dragonflies, hummingbirds, woodpeckers, bees, certain bumblebees. Bees? Okay. I know yes, there's a big old right. bumblebee. Yes, not wasps though, right? Because they're no jerks. wasps are evil. No, okay. but wasps will still be in very now. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm just it's I'm true. just kidding. I just I just don't care for wasps. Yes. Um, okay. That's why they're on that side of the yard. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. They stay over there with the uh, yeah. Okay. The more winter um, ladybugs. Ladybugs. Yes. Oh, all right. Okay. Praying okay. mantis. Praying okay. mantis. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it was funny. We were we were on the porch today, and we were just kind of chit chatting, and I was talking about um, you know signs of someone's crossed or something. And I was like, oh, I don't know, well, maybe we're crossed or something. And then a magpie landed and screamed at us. And I was like, no, no. okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, it was, it no, was a, you're not. Yeah, it was, it was one of those weird, weird moments where, like, the timing was just... It was too perfect. You know, I mean, you know, we're, we're very skeptical of these things, right? We have to be in our business and, and with our practices. But, um, but, yeah, just the timing was just too good. And, like, and he, like, came out of nowhere. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing, like... Yeah, just turn around and there's like there's a magpie in the branch like right behind me and it was like oh shit where'd you come from um yeah so and he was definitely part of the conversation well and to be fair the fae in our property like us we, well, we honor them and we treat them yeah, well yeah that is that is true that is very very true 
So, all right, cool. All right, well, any parting words on the uh, on the on Faye, on the 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 Faye fairies mm, Fata whatever? There's no, there's no reason to be afraid. You should not work from a place of fear, ever. Yes, you can be respectful, and you can you know, like approach them with caution, and res- with re- caution and respect, but don't be afraid. Okay. If you're gonna work with them, just do it. Mm-hmm. Because you'll know if you mess something up, they'll tell you. Oh, yeah, they will definitely That's tell true. you. Um, you'll also you'll also know if you do something right. On top of that. Remember that not all fairies are Celtic. No. They're not. And I know that there's probably going to be Celtic practitioners who are just getting their arms up in a bunch. Um, fairy or not. A like, bunch of arms? Get, get <laughs> yes. their arms in a bunch. <laughs> and they give me their, like, their panties in a bunch? Panties in, whatever. And, and <laughs> I don't know if I'd rather have bunched panties or bunched our, arms. Let's not mix our, mix our euphemisms. That would be really yeah. cool. They're... They're everywhere. They're everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And um, every culture has a version culture, of Every culture, every society, and they would differ from village to village even. Yep. So, well, under- and some of them are huge, yeah. too. Like, they're not like these tiny little little pixies that people no. think with like the little they're shimmery wings. Like, they're, they're, some they're of them are enormous. Sizes. They're huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, the, and it seems like in my, because like if you go to like areas like, deep mountain forests and stuff where people or man really hasn't had a chance to mess that up or get in there as mm-hmm. much as other places they're more wild and they're bigger and yeah. they're more they're, they're more in your face they're aggressive. more willing yes, to let yeah, you they're, they're more, they're more willing yeah. to let you see that they're there and to let you know that you're the intruder mm-hmm. yeah and and in those situations you are yeah well absolutely and when i'm making offerings to my fae i want to give them half empty bottles of yoohoo and old candy canes off my christmas tree no. oh and fake well, crystals they, and gems and glitter they would probably love the candy canes because it's sugar but okay. no give them natural foods okay like right. usually mine is apples milk honey bread sometimes other fruits okay they seem to be they're also because i think because of their um i guess basically because of their own physicality like the way like what the types of beings that they are they seem to be particularly sensitive to vibration and so I know one of the other things I've done over the years is I've given them gifts of sound. Like yep. we hang we bells, bells in our trees. We just gave them new bells. Yeah, you know, and they, they seem to really enjoy like that. those. Particularly if they're like really flashy, shiny kinds of bells. Mm-hmm. They love, they love like they shiny like sparkles. things. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Yes, please don't give fairies. Just because it's sparkly doesn't mean they want it, though. Yeah. I don't want glitter. No, no glitter. Maybe mica. If it's biodegradable glitter, like if it's say it's like glitter that won't harm the, the natural, world, yeah. is yeah. that is that okay? Might that be. would be okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Offerings of crystals and stones, cool. Um, yeah, give them a little house. Okay, little a little houses. birdhouse. They love it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you put like a little little house out in your yard and you kind of make it clear like this is for you, they they will they'll they'll take over. Yeah, that's true. And he just gives right. them another portal to get from one realm to another. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, I think we've talked about some cool things about the, the Fae. And, uh, this has been fun. Yeah, and hopefully this will uh, elicit some conversation and, and maybe even, you know, some, some research uh, for, you know, the people that, uh, you know, that listen to this episode. Yeah, because I, I know that people are, a lot of people are particularly curious about these, these beings, so. Well, don't be afraid to experiment. Try things. 
Because like, like Austin said, they're going to let you know whether it works or not. Yeah, that's true. Well, and I, and I think uh, to clarify that, you know, because again, a lot, of, a lot of people are very superstitious and very fearful of these beings. You know, they read those old stories about how they have done horrible things to people and, you know, and, and, and they probably have. But, um, but when you say experiment and don't be afraid to mess it up because they'll tell you, that doesn't mean that they're going to destroy you, right? Like, right, these are no, not, no. These are not spirits that are going to, or beings that are going to come well, at you. I already gave like, that example. That first time I put the offering out, like, mm -hmm. no, no, we don't share. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't, oh, I'm going to kill you. Why, how, did, how dare you put it this way? Okay. It All was, right. no, no, no. Like, like you, like almost like they were scolding the child. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, oh, stupid mortal. It's like, well, and that makes sense. Separated. That they would be Give scolding us our you own like they offers. would scold the child. That mm -hmm. would make sense because mm -hmm. as humans, we are, yes, we, we are children compared yes. to them. Yes. So, yeah. Right. I will say that um, there is a difference between working with the Fae, honoring mm -hmm. the Fae, um, and incorporating them into your witchcraft. Just because you incorporate fairy into witchcraft does not make you a fairy witch mm. or a fairy oh, practitioner. Very good point. I'm glad they you brought that up. Very, very, very different. Example. Yes, we work with fairy. They are connected to us. It is a particular thing. But there are also, there's also traditions of witchcraft where fairy is a particular energy current and those practices are relatively closed. You're, you're talking the difference between F-A-E-R-I-E -E fairy mm -hmm. and F-E-R-I -E yes. fairy. Okay. And then uh, it's all very, you know, make sure you do your research. Um, avoid DJ Conway. Um, oh, dear. Yes. <laughs> avoid. She She's written some. She writes good things. She's written, written some interesting things. But you but can yeah, always but tell. I, like, yeah, you can always just, tell when she doesn't know because she just starts pulling shit out of her ass. Yeah, she does. She, pulling just, she just pulls shit out of her ass. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's, that's example, true. dragons. Oh, this is good information. Dragons don't like poppies. They're allergic. What? Yeah. That makes no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah, that's, that's um, definitely some bad UPG. Yes. Dragons and fairies are not the same thing. That's a good idea. So dragons are not fairies. Uh, what about Bigfoot? Bigfoot's not a fairy. Well, I mean, what about what about uh, let's say like the Loch Ness monster? I'm gonna actually go back on that and say Sasquatch or Bigfoot could be fae. Could be just because the way he can disappear and all that. It, it there's some fae-like qual qualities there that I, I'm not gonna say it. He's not fae. Okay, so again, like Loch Ness monster, Loch Ness monster. I think, I think that's a dinosaur. Dinosaur. Okay. Bjork. Fair. She's fair. Definitely. Okay, I would agree. Definitely fair. She's probably one of the one examples of a changeling. Oh. That was raised as a human. Well, I adore her. Yes. It, but if you pissed her off, she, it, you'd be a little afraid. Oh, probably, yeah. it's like, she, oh, God, she is will, she going to eat me? She will take you out. Yeah. That's <laughs> neurodivergent true. child. Fairy or not? D uh, I would say definitely not. And please don't treat your neurodivergent children as fairies. Uh, you were not doing them a favor. Um, yeah. Normal, Good. everyday human who just loves fairies so much, but just knows they have a fairy soul and was told by someone that they had a fairy spirit. No. No. You're Impossible. Not, yeah. you're, no. You're, you're Your body a, can't handle yeah, that. Yeah, you're not, you're not a fairy. You wouldn't okay. be, okay. You wouldn't be here's, human. Here's an extension on that one or that one. Okay. Can you have a fairy for a spirit guide? Because I've heard this. Depending on... Okay, no, 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 no. okay. Culture I'm going to say yes, it's possible. Really? I'm going to say yes, it's possible. Only because we don't know everything what fairies can do, and they are energy. They're an energetic, spiritual being. Who knows okay, that they can't decide to be someone's... Especially, like, if there's a long family line of a family being respectful and actually having a relationship with certain family or type of fae. Mm -hmm. Who's to say that one of them said, yeah, 
I will be a, a guardian, a, a, a spirit guide okay. for your family. Well, I could see under that circumstance because then that would be a, a fae, a being that had been with or around humans for mm-hmm. an amount of time to be able to learn to better understand those human exactly. things. Yes. I mean, usually spirit well, guides need to on... have a, some comprehension of what it is to be if human it was your to be effective. If it was your protector, do they really need to know about humans or do they just need to know you're in danger, I'm protecting you? Well, yeah, because they would need to be able to determine what it was you were in danger for. Like, like I mean, are you in danger of burning your hand on a hot stove? Are you in danger of being attacked by a wild animal? Are you in danger of, of another Republican president? <laughs> well, why didn't they step in then? <laughs> oh, they really should have. <laughs> so, no, I think it is possible. Okay. It's probably not very likely. It's not very common, I bet. All right. Cool. That's just my opinion. All right. Well, I want to thank both of you for talking so much about uh, your experiences with the uh, the Fae. I know that sometimes these can be very personal kinds of topics, so I thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Um, also, just because you feel something about the fairy doesn't make it right. So, do word, your research. Word, word. Just because you feel that a fairy decided to come and make friends with you and that you feel that it loves you, no. You're, well, they're, they're not going to have the human concept yeah, of love. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're like not going to love that you. alien yeah. word, which is, I know is yeah. a weird thing, but they're they're alien to us in the sense that they don't feel and interact the world the same way we do. Yes. Very true. Yes. We're, it is important to remember that your feelings and your personal thoughts do not necessarily dictate truth. You you still have a responsibility yes. to research, to to find out what you can based around many other many other people's experiences and any other uh, accepted lore or well, information that we would never have. good to assume or ask <clears> questions <throat> yeah exactly yeah. all right let's switch gears i want to talk about beltane okay and not specifically beltane and the reason i'm bringing this up is because beltane is like what two days away now like yeah, one, on one day away. yeah you know, we're like we're right on the on the th- the threshold of, of Beltane here 2021 yeah, um the beltane beltane what? may day uh-huh what? <laughs> uh, you know, in our tradition, uh, Diana's, Diana's Day. Day. Ortana's Day. Ortana's, Ortana's Day. Day. Um, you know, it has many names. Um, but I want to talk about Beltane a little bit because I, I've had a few interactions with people in recent weeks where, you know, there's there's this idea that if you... Well, first of all, I want to say that it's it's not always Beltane. That, you know, that, that again, that this is a, a holiday or something that is acknowledged by different cultures all over the world. It is called by many things. And really, in each of those cultures, you're going to have different ways that this particular uh, mm-hmm. holy day or witch's holiday would be acknowledged, right? Um, well, well, and isn't always not just a witch's holiday. Sometimes it's just the pagan holiday. Well, well and that's and, and that's a good point, yeah. Chris, because it's not really a witch's holiday. Witches didn't it's really a pagan. Yeah, holiday. witches didn't really have holidays. They had certain. We well, have a holiday certain... for witches is going to be our our actual. Four times a year when the actual seasons change. That's so. Like, so our Ember days. Yes. That, yeah. That's, well, that's, would, those would are would be our holidays. So yeah. and those are the solstices and the yeah, equinoxes. Yeah. yeah. Those um, are. We have other days though that are specific in honoring some of the the deities. Yes. And mm-hmm. the spirits that we. But work once with. again, some witches didn't work with. Deities. Well, yeah. Is, and was some it, well, and if they didn't work with, if they didn't true. work with that deity, they're not going to practice or or that's, or participate in that holiday because it's like that deity means nothing to me. I'm working with this deity. So it is important to, again, to, I mean, I'm going to repeat that Beltane, Mayday, whatever you want to call it, is not a witch's holiday. Yeah. 
you can, as a witch, choose to acknowledge Mm -hmm. that day. And there's nothing wrong with that. It is not a witch's holiday. It is an old pagan holiday. And it has much more to do with the old fire and fertility cults. Mm -hmm. Specifically Celtic. And it was usually Beltane for sure Celtic. It was usually to guarantee a good crop. What has a lot to do with fertility, right? right? So fertility of the earth, fertility of the people in your village. You know, I mean, yeah. So. Yes, babies. babies. Yes. That's where babies yeah. come uh, from. Babies come from <laughs> so that. Here's, here's the thing, and this is something we could do an entire podcast episode on, is the fact that the will of the year that we see now that is common that was brought forth by Gerald Gardner and other people um, is not really... It's a conglomeration of different practices I like the word mishmash. Cultures. It's a mishmash. It's, it's, mish- it's, a, it's a hodgepodge. It's a hodgepodge. Yes, it's a mix match. It's a mashup. Because you have things on there like it's a, it's a Beltane, which is Celtic. And then you have Yule, which is Nordic. Norse, well, and, yeah. and a lot of those those days are also rooted. If you go further back, those are also things that come from other cultures around the world. Exactly. Yes, you know, yes. Mediterranean cultures. Yep. Uh, areas that you know would be African kind of yeah, exactly you know you've got like like these are not all old English or no. Anglo-Saxon mm-hmm. in in origin kinds of, of of holy days exactly I mean I I love that everyone celebrates these things and it particularly gets my goat though when it is talk about Yule again no Shadowfest <laughs> oh Samhain Shadowfest or Tenebris. Sam Hain. Sam Hain? <laughs> and Sorry. Every October, I know better, but I couldn't help myself. Every October. So for years and years and years, I, I worked with Sawain or Sawin or Savain, however you want to say it. Yeah, Not Sam Hain. Please, please just don't say just Sam Just don't Hain. say Sam Hain. Um, but I worked in that vein because it was part of the tradition that I was trained in. It was a part of the tradition that I was initiated in, that I was working with. And we always did All Saints Day the day after. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. yeah, we do. We acknowledge All Saints. And yeah. so... So I worked with that, and eventually, once I branched away and lapsed from Wicca, I started honoring my my familial holidays, which would be Tenebris or Shadowfest, yeah. and so which it, is Halloween, which is Halloween for, right? yeah. for for muggles, yeah. Right? yeah. And so I'm sitting here, and just <laughs> every single time, Happy Samhain, and I'm like, Okay, Happy Samhain, Happy Tenebris, Happy Shadowfest. And people always get this strange look on their face when I say something different, and they're just like, "Well, there just there just isn't a familiarity with that particular name." Well, you know, but I do that. People, we people around, you know, they come into the shop around, you know, Samhain, and they they always say, "Well, happy Samhain," and I always say, "Happy Shadowfest," mm-hmm. you know, and they always say, "What?" And, and then that's an opportunity for me to engage and kind yeah. of explain. Exactly. You know, in my culture, we don't celebrate exactly. Samhain. But we... what frustrates me, and this is where the frustration comes from. I celebrate your holiday, celebrate your rule of the year, but it's this very, very old new age idea that pagans and witches all celebrate the same fertility cult cycle. And we don't, we don't, we just don't. And so when I tell someone like, Oh, I don't celebrate Lunasa. Oh yeah. I've got, I've gotten that look in the store. Like, I'm like, you know what? I've never done anything for Lunasa because they said, they asked me, what should I do for Lunasa? I'm like, I don't know. What do you feel like you need to do for Lunasa? Because I never, I never actually participate in that holiday. Hence, at why all, I don't do wait, anything. Wait, isn't Lunasa the vernal equinox though? No. Oh no. Which one's the vernal the, equinox? The vernal equinox, or the autumnal equinox. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, the, the autumnal equinox is um, Mavin. 
Oh. Okay. See, I see. I'm see. Even I, I, I don't acknowledge. We don't it practice or a lot of those in our, and, in our, in our. And the only coven, reason we don't follow those. exactly. Well, the only reason that I know these things is because of my years in Wicca. So you had the Wicca back, and so. Ew. It's all right. We still love you, Austin. That's okay. I still love myself as well. Um, That's good. So, so part of the way that we help people out there. Um, when people come in the shop is that one, we educate and usually in, in the ritual kits, cause we do Sabbath kits for them. We will write a little blurb of like, this is this, but it's also known like this in different other cultures, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Um, it, it helps people grow from there, but I just want everyone to know that like, we all don't celebrate Lunasa. Well, and there's like, nothing Lunasa more... is a huge thing here in yeah, Utah. Yeah, it really is. They love I don't it. Get I think it. that's because we have a large redneck witch community here. Well, and I know that's going to sound very judgmental, no, that... <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trashing rednecks. And if you love to go out and camp and do that shit, that's wonderful. Do it. Do it. Have fun. Great. But it does seem to me that like, there's a, kind of a subset of our local pagan slash witch community. Really, they are pagan. They're not really mm -hmm. witches, but the pagan community. And they, they really what they're just looking for is they're looking for an excuse to go out camping, to have sex in the woods, and to get drunk and and or high off their asses, which is fine. That's fine but that's not witchcraft no that's celebrating a holiday. well and then and then on top of go. that tying this back in with the podcast of they destroy the campsite yes. that yes. they're at yeah and then their response in cleaning it up is Ugh. no yeah exactly and you need it's to be like, respectful of the land like how how dare you well like i said they're not really witches if they're pagans, well, they should be more eco-friendly anyway. You know, and yes. I know, I know, I sound, I know, I sound kind of snotty and elitist and gatekeepy when I when I say they're not witches, but not all pagans are witches. Yeah, That's not a all, fact. Not, not all pagans are witches. That's and, a fact. And the particular group that I'm thinking of, and I'm not going to name any names. Yeah, you you two both know who I'm talking about, but uh, but yeah, but this group, yeah, they're not witches. These are yeah, these are pagans. But to take it to a friendlier <laughs> note, ew, it's okay to celebrate whatever pagan holidays yes. you want to there's nothing absolutely. wrong with absolutely. it absolutely as long yeah. as you just don't expect every witch to say oh yeah i follow that too and i i i celebrate that holiday because yeah. yeah. we're you're, there's some, yeah. some that are not going okay. yeah can i have that conversation with you probably but you know <clears throat> and don't feel bad about yeah, not please don't celebrating feel bad. these no you know i mean no. much like you get to choose if you celebrate them or not you should not feel any sense of judgment if you mm -hmm. don't just like you shouldn't feel any sense of judgment if you don't do a fucking full moon ritual Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. There, there, <laughs> but my moon water. There, there's this there's idea. There's another full moon. Some there's other another time. full moon. Some, there's this idea that all these celestial things in in this newer witch community that is coming up that we have to honor all these things and without fail. There's I, I always have this conversation with some. Oh, I forgot to do the full moon. Oh, and I forgot to do this. And there's just sheer panic. And fear yeah, it is it's like, like anxiety you should, making. You should these not people. be a slave to these events. You yeah. should realize these are events that are that are there to help me if I choose to do something on that event. Yeah. If you choose not to, there's nothing wrong with that because yeah. you have a different event you can do something else on and mm -hmm. you'll be fine. If if your witchcraft practice is causing you stress to the point where you're about to break down in tears because you forgot the one candle or you forgot to cast a circle 
You should have to cast a circle. Oh, probably whoops. whole different podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. We haven't, probably, we haven't gotten into the circle casting debate yet. Oh, is that going to be? Another we podcast? talked about it on the protection cup. Did we talk about? Yes. Oh, we did talk about that on protection. Yes. If your <coughs> basically if your practice is causing you this much added stress and you can't like you can't even raise enough energy without almost having a panic attack because you think you might be doing it wrong or you forgot to do a particular thing, you're probably best to just not practice witchcraft. And just go about looking at your shiny crystals and thinking they're going to help you. Or just start over and get a good foundation from someone that can actually help yeah. you have witchcraft work for you and have it be just become a part of your life to the point where it isn't stressful. Exactly. And that you actually derive power from it and it actually mm -hmm. helps you Instead grow as a person. And anxiety. Yes. At the end of the day, your personal, and it is a very personal thing, at the end of the day, even with some of the challenges and the processes of growth that are going to happen with any true witchcraft practice, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, your witchcraft practice should have you feeling like a badass bitch. Yeah. It should, feel, it should make you feel empowered, strong, proud of yourself, and ready to go out there and take over, not take over the world, but face the world. Oh, no, take over the and, world. And be, We're taking be, over the world. Be confident in your own power. Yeah. You know? You will make all of the humans bow down to their witch <laughs> overlords. You know? I, my, my, my favorite thing, my favorite thing that I've ever experienced, this is back in my Wiccan days, um... And it's big in Wiccan, Wiccan practices to memorize the huge elaborate ritual and mm -hmm. to recite word for word the charge of the goddess and da 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 da, da at, at certain points. Oh, God, I don't do that. And yeah. it's very <laughs> ceremonial. Serious. And there's 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 something, in, there's a part of me that I, w I wouldn't have changed that for the world. Are you kidding? I learned so much from that. I grew so much. And I can, taught you how to conduct a, a good ceremony or a good ritual. Mm -hmm. I exactly. I yeah. I can be thrown into any ritual process and know what the hell what, what the hell's going on just because it's so familiar to me. I wouldn't like the pressure though. And that's the thing is the first time I I actually did a ritual with a fairly well known author. Uh, Humble go ahead, brag. Go ahead and not, drop your name. Humble brag. Name dropping. Go ahead. Um, no, don't drop the name. I'm not going to drop because okay. you're going to okay. drop the name. And I'm going to be like, I don't like this person. Don't talk about them. <laughs> I, I I I had the chance I guess it really doesn't matter to be in a ritual with a with. With with a fairly well known author who's in who who is very prevalent or was very prevalent and then she just kind of like backed off, which is fine. Um, no, we all know who it is. Uh, no, probably not. Maybe, but I remember we were we were in circle and she was she raised her athame as she was evoking something and she hit the chandelier in the middle of the living room and it 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 just it just it it we went from this reverent like. Yes, we are here to just a pile of laughter. Well, that, the, see, that seems like a healthy response. Though. That was a yeah, healthy response, yeah. and which was also building power. It was building power, and she—it was so funny because she just went. She she, she still recited everything. Queen of Heaven, and Queen of Hell, and she was just laughing, and it was. It made me. I wasn't even a third degree yet. I think I was still a first degree. It made me go, "Oh my god." It's not, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be this comfortable. The proper response should be laughter. Now, mm -hmm. if she would have chopped off someone's finger, that would have been a different so response. Different, that yes. would have been concerned. That would have just been a sacrifice to the spirits. Exactly. Plus a trip a to the really, ER, really probably really expensive. Um, but, so please, have fun in your witchcraft practice. Yeah. It, your growth is going to be uncomfortable. At times. At, at times. times. Sometimes it'll feel really, really good. Exactly. So just, 
you know. Sometimes it'll feel natural. Yeah, sometimes it'll feel natural. Sometimes yeah. you won't even know you're you're growing until all of a sudden out of nowhere you're like, oh, I just threw a spell and I didn't even exactly need a yeah like you just noticed one, or I one just, day like I just oh, thought it's something now. and I just actually sent a little barb to someone because they really did something stupid. <gasps> you shouldn't do that. That's baneful magic. <sighs> sometimes it just happens, and I guess that means it was supposed to happen because uh, I'm it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I I my nickname should be Barb as much as I do. Yeah, so your name is Barbara. Yeah, we're gonna call you Barb from now on, Barbara. <laughs> Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> my porcupine. You're okay. no longer a white witch. All right, guys. Is there any anything else we want to say well, about? Bring skin color into uh, it. I think what? we covered it. Did I miss it? Said white witch. White, white witch. Oh God. <laughs> I was, let's, I was let's trying to be go playful. There. I mean, we've talked about that. I a lot, was trying to be I, playful. No, no, no. No, you're, no, you're absolutely right. But now that you brought it up again, I, I just want to make I it know. clear. But like, please don't refer to yourself as a white witch. Yeah. Oh my God. Just witch is good. Or as baneful magic is black magic. Yeah, these are these are terms. You're that, just a witch. These are terms that probably never should have existed, and they yeah. sure as hell need to be going away now. Um, beyond that, when you use those terms, like the rest of us in the witch community, like we immediately assume that you are one ignorant, two racist, three. Well, yeah, pretty much those two actually. But all right, guys, any last words before I destroy you? So you don't have to be a witch to follow pagan holidays. Okay. But witches can practice or celebrate a pagan holiday. Okay. Um, if you enjoy a pagan holiday and you want to celebrate it, it's okay. Okay. Um, All right. When you work with Faye, be respectful, be cautious, but don't be afraid. Give them offerings. Yes. I think that covers everything. Yes. All right. Following up Chris's, if you want to celebrate a pagan holiday, do it. Um, please, if you are not pagan or a witch, or both, don't celebrate that holiday, because you don't know what it is, and frankly, um, you should just stay in your lane. Okay? Yeah, or, or, or learn more, or learn. About, learn more yeah. about the tradition before you actually Investigate. decide to get practical with those things. I've, I've had to remove some people who were like, I'm part of the women's circle, and they, you know, were wearing <laughs> garments and stuff, and, oh, yeah. and were like, we're celebrating Lunasa. So don't, don't mix your beliefs? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you can't be a pagan and a Christian. That's not how that works. Okay, thanks, Well, I bye. think you can be a pagan and a Christian. You just probably can't really be a witch and a Christian. Cause, I don't even think you can be a pagan know. and a Christian, because being pagan that's means a, you're polytheistic. That's, a, that's another, that's another... Uh, yeah, that's another... Uh, that's, that's another, another, another whole other podcast. We'll talk about that. We'll piss people off with that another time. Okay. All right, well, thank you, gentlemen, so much for... Uh, for spending the last hour. No, my pleasure. I had lots of fun. All right. I love it, it when I get invited to join. Yes. Sorry if the sound was off on my end. I was kind of pushing in and out. So if you have a hard time hearing me, I'm sorry. They had a hard time hearing you on the last episode too. So you really need to get it together, Austin. I was behind the computer on that episode. Yeah, so. yeah that, would, that would make sense. All right. Well, thank you so much once again for uh, joining us for another podcast episode. And uh, Stay you, safe. Be witchy. Yep. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again soon.